Officer. You're too late. I've seen it all. You have? I can explain everything. You don't have to. I don't. Don't worry. There's nothing illegal about any of this. Are you sure? Of course. This is America. I see. It's a free country. Don't you know that? I didn't know it was that free. We're back today. Let's pound on each other's tips. Whoa. <laughs> There you go. There's your Hello, episode. and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. <laughs> you did say chest, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are both. I am got my second shot, and I'm feeling funky. So <laughs> we'll see how long Technically, this... you're not fully vaccinated for two more weeks. Two more weeks, yeah, but I've but got the... I've had 50... mine for a month now. Yeah, this is our first, one of the first times inside uh, the house. Feels a little weird. I, I go inside the house. <laughs> it feels a little weird not having uh, animal noises and everything else around us. So it's strange. <laughs> so how you been? I've been okay. Yeah, I'm still without my car. That's what's going on with with me. Oh yeah, yeah. And you, uh, uh, the adventures of transmission problems. Yeah. Oh, they say that that's. Not I mean, what you, you have want. the worst <laughs> job for that yeah. cause. It's surprising that this is the first car that I've actually had transmission problems with for as many years as I've been uh, driving crappy cars. <laughs> Once or twice, but they were definitely yeah. ready to go. So you didn't you didn't watch any Oscars? Huh? I didn't watch. I it didn't was the know. worst ceremony I had oh, ever sure. seen. We had to turn it off. It was so bad. It had we, the least amount of views. They were in doing the something of the strange. You could tell, like early on, like when Regina King started talking to people, she's like, "We're going to do something different." So every person she talked about who was nominated for something, say it was Best Supporting Actress, they. It, and it was for people you didn't know. It, it would have been a little different if it was like people we knew, like they're giving a little tidbit mm-hmm. on Anthony Hopkins, but they're doing it with like the editing thing. And she started, uh, she started editing after high school, and they, they so they gave these Everybody's weird bio. tidbit bios, like resume bios, yeah. and it it went on and on and on. And I was like, holy crap, they're gonna do this the whole time? I said, this is gonna last for like five hours. And we couldn't take it after a while. I was like, I'll just read about who it is, which is a shame because I used to love the uh, the Oscars. But I did go on. A, I was interested in in watching it, so I went on a tear and watched three of them, three Oscar nominated movies. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about them in length on the podcast someday. But just to mention them Not now today. because they're great, and I have one of them. I'll let you borrow it. That promising young woman was phenomenal. You know what that is? Mm-mm. That's the one with Carrie Mulligan where she pretends to be fucked up at the bar. And then she, a guys bring her home, and then she like suddenly wakes up and uh, fucks with them. And it is didn't they do that movie already? It's with, dark. When the girl pretended to be an underage girl and yeah, like, trap people. It, it had a little bit of that feel to it, but not much. This Ellen, this got that really Ellen, uh, Elliot Page, yeah, Ellen Page at the time, and that was a hard uh, hard candy, really good movie that one. But this was really phenomenal. It went places you were like, I think we verbally, me and my wife were watching it, said, "Whoa." Didn't expect to go there, and it totally went there. It was great. One of the other ones was Sound of Metal with uh, Raz Ahmed. You know the guy who played the taxi driver from Nightcrawler? Yes. He's like Pakistani, I think he's Pakistani, Raz Ahmed. The one that got Uh, shot at the end. What a dick move. Yeah, and he was also in the Rogue One movie. He was really good in that. He plays, and you would really like this movie, it's great. Uh, He's a drummer in a metal band, and at the very beginning of the movie, he loses his hearing. 
and that he goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, yeah, it, it ain't coming back. And he keeps thinking, how do we fix it? How do we fix it? And he says, you've lost 80% of your hearing and it's and over the next couple of days, you'll probably lose it all. So they bring him to this like- One last show. <laughs> they bring him to like a deaf camp and his girlfriend like drops him off and he just is there- and the actor who was also named, nominated, named Paul Racy, who was nominated for a supporting actor, apparently in real life, his parents were were uh, uh, taught like uh, I the, could taught drum. the death. I wouldn't need to hear to play drums. Yeah, I it'd be well, to play he, a guitar. He got it with I the vibrations because the vibrations go through. It was just interesting that you he had good to, timing. He had to learn <laughs> sign language. He had to do all this stuff. Yeah. But the but the actor playing the guy who's running the camp that he's at. His parents in real life, when he was little, taught deaf kids. So he knew, this actor knew fluent, like, uh, what do you call it, sign language. So it was amazing to watch him. He pretend to learn it. Yeah. No, no, he knew it. No, he was the expert. He 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 played the the guy that ran the camp. It was really, really good. And then the the third movie, and you should definitely watch this. It's on on Netflix, is the the Trial of the Chicago 7. Holy crap, dude. I've seen a bunch of stuff on that before. It's done really, really well. Is this the one you were telling me about where they had the real actors do the reenactment? No, I don't know. You were telling me about a movie where they got some A-level actors to do like reenactments of something. Yeah, what was that? I I can't remember what I was talking about with that. No, this was... I had never even known about this, and it had been out since last October, and it stars everybody famous, but Sasha Baron Cohen was nominated for playing Abby Hoffman, and it was all the trial, (laughs) and it was Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin did, you know, the the Facebook Mm -hmm. movie and uh, all the... uh, He did Steve Jobs and that newsroom and everything. Super smart guy. So the dialogue was like top-notch, but it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt was one of the lawyers. Didn't he do West Wing? I think that's where he started, yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was one of the lawyers. Eddie Redmayne was on the other side. That was just like a slew of really great people. You would love it. It's Netflix, and it's it's all like real footage cut in with uh, the trial and everything. So it's really fun. But so yeah, that was and then Nomadland won, but it pisses me off. They they it just came out Tuesday on like Redbox. So until then, you can't. They do that all the time. Like you cannot watch it, the Oscar-winning movie, until like later after the ceremony. Yeah. So I, I hear it's good. So I'm going to check that out. And I want to check out that um, Maniri, which is the one about the Korean family moving to mm-hmm. Arkansas. So that sounded good, too. So there's a lot of good indie type that, movies that out Grint. there. What Grint, is it? Grint, I think, is the name or of it. Or is it Mank? Mank. Mank. Mank, Mank is the, uh, it's Fincher. Fincher. And that's also. And that's the autobiography um, about the Charlie Chaplin, the guy who made uh, yeah. the Orson Welles movie. It's Not also on Netflix, so you could check it out. It's weird. from what I, Just watching the trailer, I was like, well, this should probably win cinematography just because it's so weird, and I think it did. I think it won cinematography. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's some good movies out there, so we'll have to revisit those before we get to our best of 2021. I don't watch movies anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen them all. I've seen them all. So what we got here is this is one of our great character actor yeah. pods that we always really enjoy doing because we get to give some love to some of these actors that don't always get love. You know, and there's some diehard, like really uh, what you think of when you think character actors on this list. And I was really excited. Like I left 600 the- movies between them. Yeah. It, it's insane, and I, that last one there, I I left it long because it was just such an impressive list. It's like there's some of these character actors. Are my eyes bad, or is that no? That's so that's fuzzy. fuzzy. My okay. thing was. I think you're messing with my, me. My thing was fucking up. <laughs> my uh, printer, <laughs> but yeah. So we got ten actors here. We're just gonna give them some. This is like the eighth one we've done of this. So you can go back and you listen to all these other character actors, 
And I mean, some of the best known ones on here, we always look to see who is kind of, well, my number's a little fuzzy here, <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like the, uh, the winner of the, uh, the most is probably that, uh, the guy on the bottom right on the first 91 movies and, uh, the least maybe that 36 right there. Yeah. 36. There's All a couple stuff, of these. Man. You're going to have to connect a face with me. And then I'll know it exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're just basically talking the actors. I, I put the list of movies here, so we're not just sitting here trying hey, to... Hey, remember that guy and that thing? Well, we're just trying to remember, wasn't he in this movie or something like that? So that I would be very unprofessional. Yeah. So I usually we don't have a list of anything, but usually uh, we don't have this many movies they're uh, talking about. So our first actor here on the list, 52 movies, just had a birthday the other day. He, he's gone through a stroke, but he seems to be doing really good right now. And that's the amazing Tim Curry. I keep fusing him, thinking he's dead sometimes, about that guy from Moon Over Parador. Raul Julia? He reminds yeah. me of him a oh, lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Their, their eyes are yeah, I guess I a little see bit. They have the same round head. I've just seen them both in so many distinctive movies, I usually don't make that. Tim Curry can be every. Everywhere, yeah, on the map, every yeah. single place. Oh, everywhere. yeah, he, he can play. He is like a chameleon with movies too, and back in the day, especially because there was I mean, a is, long time. Is that his first one? The first one is yeah, that, is Rocky Horror Picture. One? I'm pretty sure Rocky Horror Picture Show was his I mean, first movie. He probably did theater and stuff like that. He seems like oh, that type yeah, of he's actor. A dude. But the Rocky Horror Picture. Where do you go when you think Tim Curry on the on this I mean, list Clue of movies? Clue was here? something growing up that Clue I just was loved huge. It was huge. He was great. I really like actors. I mean, that was Clue to me is like a play. Yeah. Yeah, it should be. Off but it's, Broadway. but his dialogue is just like a machine gun. Like it's really, really a fun ass movie to watch. And I think that probably next one. that probably was my first Tim Curry movie, just because I remember us knowing him as the Butler from Clue. We, mm-hmm. we used to tell each yeah. other, "Hey, I didn't the see Rocky Horror Picture Show until." And I had seen I Legend, but I bet I had gone oh, ten yeah, yeah, yeah. years and sure. not realizing that was him. I think I've told people before. It was like, and yeah. they were like. No. Yeah. He, I, it's crazy. They were like, that actor was way taller. And I was like, the lifts. The lifts are insane. Had, you should watch some of the makeup. They do crazy shit. I've watched a lot of behind the scenes stuff on Legend. And you get to see a lot of the some makeup of his, stuff. His movies are they said so like, fun, uh, Those horns weighed like 15 pounds each. Yeah. And then he was on like foot and a half lifts and everything. And it was a, that was like nightmare inducing <laughs> shit. Legend, which was supposed to be kind of like a kid's fairy tale movie. It was scary, it was dark. It was scary as shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was scary as shit. I liked it back then, but I wasn't obsessed with it until I got a little older. Yeah. And I, I heard the new score when they when they brought back Jerry Goldsmith's score. It just it changed it for me and I liked how dark it was. He's so, in he's in uh, one of the most underrated movies of all time in the history of movies. Number five. Uh yeah, Oscar. 1991's Oscar, man. Sound, if you if you told me about it, it sounds like it shouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's the similar reason that it works. Like Clue, you know, it Clue? has that great pacing and off. cadence. It's it's a theater. It's a theater play that's masquerading as a movie. It really is. I mean, you could do Oscar like off theater. Broadway. Hmm. Like, I would love to do Oscar here in town at the theater. They're like, I love theater. Don't try to get me to go to musical theater. No, I don't want a musical theater at all. Our buddy Andy does musical theater all the time. Yep. And I would go see him in plays if it wasn't musical. I'd go see, I mean, I can tolerate one, I just can't. but if it, I, theater to me is way cooler than. If it's going to be a musical, theater. it has to be weird. It's got to be like uh, Sweeney Todd or Hedwig or something like that. Something offbeat, or maybe. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, 
during the Oscars, they released the first trailer for Spielberg's oh, West Side that. Story. Yeah. I was like, wow, it's like the first Spielberg movie I probably won't watch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to be into that stuff. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him take that musical and just made it as a dramatic movie. Yeah. It would have been, been interesting to see. We've got that musical already. People can watch that, especially if you're not going to change a bunch on it. And I, I assume you're not going to change songs. Now, if they did Alice in Chains, the musical. Yeah, see, now that would be different. <laughs> that would I be would, a dark. Go see that. that would be a really, really dark musical. Were, were you a Rocky Horror Picture Show fan? I, it was always I was a, a huge strange. Susan Sarandon fan. So yeah. I mean, she looked was, great. It was the first, one of the first. I didn't see it till high school, but I liked it. Yeah. After that, I liked it. It was, but it, it once like again, if you're going to do a musical, this, you got to do. It's got to be yeah. like that. It's got to be. Uh, what's the one with the plant that eats the people? Yeah, little uh, little, little shop, shop horrors. Yeah. It has to be dark. Yeah, dark. I agree with that. And do you remember uh, Passed Away? 1992's yes. Passed Away. That was so good, and no one remembers that. I saw it in the theater. It was so great. That's the one with William Peterson and Bob Hoskins, and their father dies at the beginning of the movie. Jack Warden, mm-hmm. like they have a. Uh, <laughs> They have like a surprise party. He goes yeah. and has a heart mm-hmm. attack, and, he, and uh, William Peterson's immediately like, "I killed him. I know I killed him," <laughs> and everything. But Tim Curry played the like uh, boyfriend of you know the woman from Kindergarten Cop, the his yes. partner, the he, one that was sick the whole movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the redheaded woman. She was in Passed Away. She played like one of the uh, the daughters, and uh, Francis McDermott was the other daughter. And she was married to Tim Curry previously, so he had to come in and pretend to be married to so the mother wouldn't be upset that they hadn't been in the marriage. So he's like flirting with people and just like smiling and <laughs> snide the whole time. Home Alone 2, man, he was probably the best thing about Home Alone 2. That cutaway from the Grinch uh, with his smile. That's, that's one of the best. The best edits. cinematic shot. <laughs> it's ever. one of the best transitions ever in film. <laughs> it really, really is. Uh, he's in Loaded Weapon 1 as the yeah. bad guy. I think he had that crazy. Didn't he have that crazy I did this accent? list and I'm pretty sure that might be the big repeat movie on this is Loaded Weapon 1. On this. They, I just remember remember um who's the who's the foul mouth boston comic the that, that uh, bill was, burr there was a, no boston comic he he uh before bill burr uh, um begins with the uh, dennis leary oh dennis leary yeah he was in loaded weapon and i remember remember they went to his apartment oh, and they were trading damn i totally movie forgot quotes about back that. and yeah, forth yeah, yeah 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 and then and then like he said and then he did a beatles one and then like william shatner's looking at his book and and Tim Curry's looking at his book. Tim Curry shakes his head. Remember, he, what's his uh, name? Stuck his head in the fish tank. <laughs> Shatner. Shatner's about to turn ninety. Like he, this year he's turning ninety, and he's doing like a tour. But his plastic surgery is only like twenty six. <laughs> yeah, so so that helps about uh, Three Musketeers. You know, I wasn't a huge Three Musketeers yeah. fan, but I did like the idea that he played Cardinal Richelieu. He played yeah. the villain in it, which was cool. I love The Shadow. The Shadow. If we had like a list of ten obscure movies that only like uh you or me love one of the big ones is uh what is she i don't know there's a cat doing some crazy cats here uh, hold this thought here let me get this plant and then what she's fucking with here we are we are cat people if you didn't know all right i'm back (laughs) uh the shadow I love the Shadow Man, Baldwin? and no one knows about the Shadow. Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, man, John Lone as the bad guy. Love the Shadow. Me and Eric saw it. My cousin Eric saw it in the theater, and we were like blown away by it. Uh, Congo, he plays the scumbag. Like these last four movies, he just plays like the scumbag. Muppet, Muppet Treasure, Treasure Island. <laughs> he played John, Long John Silver, Michael's Navy. I never Charlie's saw Angels. Charlie's Angels. That... I saw parts of it, but Is it wasn't the one really with Bill my Murray? thing. Yeah, I think the, he... that original one was Bill Murray and I just Lucy heard Lou how. And... How much 
everybody hated each other on that set. Yeah, it didn't seem like it a very good like set. Like a bunch of the second one was pretty bad too. But <laughs> Mikhail's Navy was funny as hell. Oh, that was funny as not hell. as funny as Down Periscope. It's weird. It's one of those movies that came out at the same exact time. That happens, man. Like submarine movies. Someone does submarine comedies. You would, like, you would I think, was doing a submarine comedy. You would think you would go one? years without yeah. having overlapping submarine comedies. Because <laughs> name all the other submarine comedies out there. My favorite is Operation Petticoat, but no one knows about that movie. That's an old school Tony Curtis one. Yeah, I yeah. love that one. Uh, but yeah, Kale's Navy was fun. Yeah, Tim Curry, man. That's one of those faces, and I'm glad he's still around and kicking. And he's still doing cons and stuff like that. He's in a wheelchair, but he uh, he's looking good. All right, this next one, Newman. <laughs> I was going to say, I think this is Newman. Wayne Knight, man. He, um, number 36. Oh, or number 36. He's he done did. 36 films, too. And he, I bet it still doesn't rival his his, his uh, residuals. Oh, Jesus. Seinfeld. No, no, no. Seinfeld, that, <laughs> Seinfeld money? <laughs> Give me why some do, of that Seinfeld money. Why do uh, why do uh, postmen go crazy? Because the mail never stops. <laughs> that, with Wilford Brimley, that yeah. one episode was the greatest uh, comedy episode yeah, I love on that TV. One. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Wayne Knight was always around, though. It was always one of those. And this was pre-Seinfeld. We had seen him in a whole bunch of different stuff, man. And then it was funny that you, he became synonymous with You listen with to Artie Lang a lot? I listen to him on different pods. I mean, he's but, usually a guest on a lot yeah, of different yeah, yeah. pods, but he's he tells jokes all the time. He's like, he's like, I lie about my who I am because people see me and they're like, yeah. hey, I know you. And he's like, you know, if I had a dollar for every time some lady left New York thinking they had sex with Newman, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I just listened to a pod with Joey Diaz where he had Vincent Pasteur on Big Pussy, oh, yeah, and yeah. they look exactly yeah, the yeah. same. They look like they should. Well, be Well, his godfather. Uh, reconnected with him because he thought he was on Sopranos. Oh, yeah. It, it was insane how much they both said, I got work because of you, you got work because of me, and it was pretty insane. And now they don't look anything alike, really. If you've seen Benson Pasture, he looks really good. He's got that that frosted uh, silver hair and, uh, and goatee now. He looks, re- he looks like even cooler now that he's gotten older, and he's got those thick glasses. But Wayne Knight, man, Dirty Dancing, probably the first time I saw him in, in a movie. And he's got a slew of them here that he only came on, but you probably... He was great in JFK, one of my favorite movies, top 10 movie of all time. Yeah. I watch it at least and once who, a year. he played, yeah, he, he was... He played on one of the... He was one of the lawyers on, uh, on Kevin Costner's team. Yeah, yeah Garrison's that. team. Because he was the one that was at the trial that he had the back and to the left. He was the yeah. one standing there with the magic book. But he had a... They had a great scene, like, they were putting their their case together... And they're all in this big boardroom, mm-hmm. and he comes in, and he's like, hey, everybody, yeah. let's go. And he pulled down the lamp, and it had a wire. It had a bug in it. And, and they swept the whole thing, and there was like a hole. Wow. Like the government had bugged. It's sh- it's hard not to think Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park's probably oh, yeah. the most, like... The cafe scene when he... When he gets the, when he gets <laughs> yeah, the, the, where he's got the shaving cream. Yeah, he has, he has, he dies pretty oh, poorly. Man. You kind of, I felt bad for him. Prick, he was a scumbag in the movie. Yeah, like, he was kind of a prick. Because so when she went to log in the computer and he went, ha ha. Yeah, he had that uh, kind of weird safe. trap set for yeah. uh, Samuel Jackson where he couldn't get in. I hate this hacker shit. <laughs> but him getting, I don't even know what was the name of that dinosaur. Oh, the little one. I don't know the one that has that. Big, yeah, they had the like. It's, Rooster Shield. It's got the Rooster out. Shield that came out and spits that. Because that's what right when a rooster face. gets ready to it, those top feathers don't they, stand up like a cone, but they rise above they the rise other above, ones. Yeah, 
They seem pissed. And that's never. A I good have thing. one at my house that he's murders in his eyes twenty four seven. Like I can't even go in the pen anymore. And yeah. it's not. I mean, he would hurt me, but I would. I, he'd probably die in our exchange of violence. Oh yeah, I and I don't want to kill him. You got thumbs, dude. And the sad thing is, is <laughs> the meaner the rooster is, the better job they do at being yeah, a rooster. It's true. I mean, that is kind of in their so, DNA. <laughs> you don't want to like. You don't want to humiliate him out of it, but. As much of a dick as Wayne Knight was in Jurassic Park, right towards the end, I felt bad for him. You know, when he oh, yeah. was trying to get away from the, mm-hmm. I felt, first of all, why are you walking around in Jurassic Park? You know, you never get out of your vehicle. Never got out of the boat. Well, the, it was stuck. I understand. So he, he had, had to, to have the so winch. So he had, he had the, no, the winch and he tried to He just underestimated. Out, God, and then when he got back into his truck, I'm going to run over you when I get back down there. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he realizes he's in the cab with him, oh, man, that was just vicious. A basic instinct, Remmerman. Basic instinct. Oh yeah, he was one leaning forward <laughs> was, in the chair, and lost his mind. He was the one that got the got the uh, speaking of loaded weapon, got the beaver shot. <laughs> that was one of the best parodies ever. That scene oh, from Loaded Weapon with Kathy Ireland. Well, when she just turned she into had the a stuffed beaver, beaver. She, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. The chair turned around and it turned into a stuffed beaver. That's really funny. I've been reading a lot. There was some articles because that movie must have turned thirty or whatever. But. Mm-hmm. She was talking about how they tricked her into doing that. Really? She I know said, she's been on a bunch of pods. She said that she, she got tricked into doing that. Huh. I don't know. I don't that know. seems that seems unlikely <laughs> that she was trip, tricked into I it. I mean, it was the poster of the movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So some of the other Wayne Knight movies here, and some of them I love, like To Die For. I love To Die For. Space Jam. Hercules, he was great. He was one of the voices of... Uh, damn, what was he a voice of in it? He was like one of the underlings in it. Uh, Kung Fu Panda, also a voice. The surprising one on this list that I really enjoyed him on was Punisher Warzone. It was a really strange Punisher movie that was like an offshoot that a lot of people didn't watch, but the people that watched it really, really loved it. You know the big guy from Rome? Uh, He was the one, uh, he was his best friend in Rome, the really big dude. Mm -hmm. He played the Punisher in this movie. Ray Stevenson is his name. And Wayne Knight played his like weapons guy, so he would just show up at Wayne's uh, Wayne Knight's house, and Wayne Knight would help him, and he would build weapons for him and everything. I was like, that's such a great role for the fucking have Wayne a Knight guy. I know, man, you need that guy. You need that computer guy, you know, yeah. that guy that helps you through shit and like that. And that's got Wayne Knight written all over it, man. Really, really good. Yeah, he, I'm always excited when I get to see him in movies. When I mentioned everything here, Dead Again. Do you remember Dead Again? That was a great movie. That I haven't seen him forever. Kenneth Branagh. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And That's... it was like alternate lives and everything. A weird cameo in that one was Robin Williams. There was a scene where they had to figure out who was living these alternate lives and stuff like that. And they went to Robin Williams in like this meat locker and he just gave the exposition and he was out in 10 minutes. I was like, That's a weird Robin hmm. Williams one. V.I. Warsowski, I never could get into. Was not my thing. That was uh, Kathleen Turner? Kathleen Turner, yeah. yeah no. It wasn't really that good. Uh, Born the 4th of July, obviously great. I'm not sure who Wayne Knight played in that though. Yeah, that's the char- that's the life of the character actor. <laughs> All right, this next one, he did 70 flicks here, and we just lost him in 2016 is the incredible Bill Nunn. Love Bill Nunn, man. All I- right, re- refresh my memory on this guy. Uh, you need what, a picture? What? I need a picture. Okay, I can give you a picture. I f- I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you know Bill Nunn. I have his picture in my head already. Yeah, yeah, I loved him in. Well, there's two movies that there's three movies really that I go to. Man, there's four of them. He's done a bunch of good ones. Do the right thing was the the big one. That's when he came on the map. He was the one with the the boom box. Damn, what was his name? He had a really kind of uh, alliterative name. 
something Raj or something like Radio Raj or something like that. He was uh, one of the guys that instigated the riots towards the end. That, that glory uh, credit with him was uncredited. Oh, really? I'm not even sure. He was probably one of the yeah. He just had in to the have been just one of the, uh, in one of the units and everything. So I, I almost want to watch Glory and try to find Bill Nunn in there. My favorite thing with him in it is Canadian Bacon. He was on John Goodman's crew. Remember the great scene where mm-hmm. they're all sitting by the fire and they're talking about all the black people that died in movies and everything? It's black guys never make it through the movies. <laughs> they were like Samuel Jackson and Deep Blue Sea. And they, they keep mentioning all these great movies and everything. And he is just like toe-to-toe opposite John uh, Candy. And really funny. It was John Candy, Bill Nunn, and what's that weird guy from The Mummy? Um, oh, the one he that, played Swan in, like a, in Lord of Illusions. looks like a chick. No. Uh, no, he he oh, the, he lost a lot of weight and then looked really gaunt later in life. Oh, he was he played the brother in There Will Be Blood, the one that showed up. Oh yeah 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 yeah. 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 I can't remember his name. Damn, he's really good though, and he played the third guy in uh, Canadian. Bank he was the it. swarmy guy in Mummy. The yeah yeah that was like trying to scam everybody. the one that went t- to yeah. like work for the was Mummy like, basically. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was great in that movie. You need that guy, too. <laughs> Canadian Bacon was one of those great movies. You know who directed Canadian Bacon? Uh-uh. John Candy. Uh, no. Um, damn, Mike, Michael Moore. Oh, really? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> he's done mostly documentaries, but yeah. then he went, and he's Canadian, too, so it makes sense. And it was just a parody of Canada, how the Americans they could not find in, anyone to go to war they wanted with, invade. so they started it with Canada. Yeah. And they instigated it with that whole uh, thing that happened at the beginning of the movie where John Candy said Canadian beer sucks at the hockey yep. game, and everyone That war would last about 18 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Another great one on this list, man, is Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. A lot of people yeah. haven't seen that I movie. I saw that. That was one of those things I found in here again. Yeah. That was the mid nineties was perfect for that type of they movie. They had man. the like the caper movie with the multi person cast that, yeah. that went that, so many people it was in that sort movie of a too. theme and I don't know if it was uh Tarantino that made it popular, but you start out with like ten different people and they sort of yeah. start it showing, is a very Tarantino showing how they're connected. Like yeah. you don't know they're connected at the beginning, mm-hmm. but then they sign to show everything and yeah. See that he he basically gets credit a lot of times and deservedly so for a lot of the crime, anything artsy crime wise. And this was really good. But the the cast in that movie: Andy Garcia, Jack Warden, Christopher Lloyd, William Forsythe, uh, Bill Nunn. Uh, Christopher Lloyd was great in it too. Treat Williams, remember Treat Williams was fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. And then they brought the uh, he doesn't like the games. bodyguard in it was Steve Buscemi. <laughs> had the bodyguard? He, no, not the bodyguard. The assassin. They oh, called okay. him in, and they were like, "You can't call him in. Once you call him in, you can't stop him." He's like, he played yeah, that guy. <laughs> he was like the wolf from Pulp yeah. Fiction, and he came in, and it was a great scene where he we got to see him kill a shitload of people, and then he finally went for Treat Williams, but Treat Williams was crazy and. Crazy. Pete Williams was hiding in his house and, and like shitting in jars and shit like that and not leaving because he's waiting for him to come for him. And all of a sudden, Steve Buscemi comes slowly into the house and uh, the lights, he, Treat Williams flips the lights on and Treat Williams is in full camo with his face painted and everything with a sawed off shotgun and screams, I am, um, he says, uh, I am Godzilla and you are Tokyo, and then shoots Steve Buscemi right in the stomach. And it's like the most intense scene. You're like, holy crap. It's one of the best late stage kind of Treat Williams things. He's basically a dad now and kind of doing like CW shows and stuff. Yeah. But he's probably, he, which is probably gravy. You show up oh, at, yeah, yeah. Show up at 8 a.m. on Monday and 
So some of these other ones, uh, the other one Money on training. here that was a big one for me was regarding Henry. He was oh, yeah. the one who who was his rehab guy. That was one of the first very touching movie and a very yeah, one great of the first for touching him. movies that I'm I'm not that I'm not that sentimental. Yeah. So, but that movie in Philadelphia. Yeah. And uh, the, regarding the Henry had that surprise and the di- diving it, bell. What is it? Di- butterfly and diving bell. Oh, I don't know. The that French either. guy that couldn't communicate. Huh. And he was in a wheelchair. Oh, I've never seen that one. Yeah, I don't it's remember right that. It's right in the same realm as those movies. Uh, what was good about regarding Henry is, you remember the, the thing that happened in the middle of the movie? That, like, surprise that happened in the middle of the movie? Where, um, spoiler alert, Harrison Ford suddenly figures out that he was having an affair and that his marriage wasn't as good as he thought it was and how Annette Benning was kind of playing it off like they had a great marriage, hoping that maybe it would change because of his uh, lapse in memory. This is the movie I was talking about. Hmm. I've never even seen and it. it had that, oh, maybe I have heard the name, but yeah. And it had that French guy, who uh, Matthew Olimorick. Huh. You probably know him from, uh, he was the he was the guy that, Oh Bought yeah, the information yeah, yeah. off. Of, I just uh, watched him. He was in that Sound of Metal. Yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. He was in. Uh, but he had a stroke. Munich. And the whole yeah. movie is just him in a wheel, like contorting his body. In a is wheel good or is it just like a sad ass? It's sad, but it's good. Yeah. I mean, he he was. It was probably like. The role I don't mind of, watching the role sad of a lifetime for him. Yeah, I'll have to watch that because he is really good. And I I've, I went through a French movie phase and I was dating French yeah. girls. Yeah, so. he, he's really good. Uh, some of the other Bill Nunn ones on here that we <laughs> oh, didn't mention. By the way, French movies aren't are really sad all the time. <laughs> yeah. Cadillac Man. Cadillac Man was small. He was just like the uh, he he was like the mortician at the at the funeral at the cemetery. Uh, New Jack City. He was in Loaded Weapon One. Another one there. Uh, Money Train. Bulletproof. I just watched. Kiss the Girls. He must have been a cop in Kiss the Girls. Spider Man's actually a. It, it's not really a throwaway here, and I didn't put it on the list here, but he was in spi- all three of those Raimi Spider Man oh, movies. Really? He played Robbie. Who was the? Uh, he worked at the paper at the Bugle. He was uh, one of the kind of. He wasn't. He didn't run the newspaper, but he was one of the veteran kind of uh, guys that was just doing stuff at the paper, and he was just always in there. And they kept him in uh, every Spider-Man movie. So, yeah, we just lost him twenty sixteen. I want to say that he died of leukemia too. So he was pretty fairly young too. But man, he was great. He put his stamp on stuff for sure. All right, this next guy. This guy's got the most on this list. Sometimes we'll, we'll do these and there's like 100 and something, but on this particular list, 91 is our, our big one. This is probably the one where 8 out of 10 people won't even know who the fuck it is uh, until they see his face, and that's Jack McGee. And Jack McGee is... the ghost with the golfing. The golfer ghost? The golfer ghost. And Scrooge? Uh, no. No, that was... Uh, that's the old guy. He was really old. That was so. Uh, who is this guy? Now? Jack McGee is. He was the one. Should have looked at all their faces. He, yeah, I got his. I got the pictures right here for you. Uh, not this one. Let me see. Yeah, this guy. Who was he in Thirteen Days? Oh yeah 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 uh, yeah, yeah yeah. He played. Uh, he was in the. We just talked he was about a man him. who wasn't there. He was the, the, uh, the the private detective that the the fast talking lawyer had hired. Oh, interesting. To, I didn't know that. He was in there. Yeah, man, it wasn't there. Yeah, I forgot I put that on here. Uh, his first movie, Turk 182. Do you remember that movie, man? I do. God, man, no one knows that movie. That's an HBO, like, classic. Like, and that was the one where 
what was it? Timothy Hutton had to go at the top of the did sign, he a, and he, he was get, like protesting did something. He get nominated for that movie? Not that movie. He ordinary, won, ordinary he won people. Something like a first, the second thing he did. Yeah, in his ordinary career. people. He won best. That's actor. what got him uh, taps, right? Yeah, ordinary people was huge for him, and yeah. that was a sad ass movie. That was yeah. Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, I want to say Donald Sutherland and him. And they, families yeah, with they all the, came together because somebody died, and yeah. it was just crying and screaming at each other. And he was really good at that. It was he was like Ricky Schroeder in that way Not that a he big could fan just. Of that. Getting, no, but it got get you an award for sure. Yeah. So in Scrooge, I think Jack McGee was probably one of the homeless guys. I want to say, or he okay. worked on he on the set on the set. Like in Lethal Weapon Two, I loved him in Lethal Weapon Two. He was the guy that was working. Uh, with the the nail gun on oh, yeah, the yeah. addition that Raj was getting done, and remember he was he was in the room when they were watching the condom commercial. Oh, I thought he was great. Made me want to buy condoms right now. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, was, that was great. When backdraft, they, he's great. In backdraft, awesome in backdraft. That he has got that written. All if you have not him. seen backdraft, ninety one man, we say it again and again. That was a fucking great year for movies. The nineties, man. The ninety one though. Ninety K. Yep. The Doors, backdraft. New Jack City, Oscar. Yeah, these are just ones on these the first are just page. On this list. On this first yeah, page. Yeah, just too. on this first page. Dead again. Yeah, there was a lot of ones for 91. I'll have to look that up. That might be an interesting. Uh, Jack McGee, I love so much because he is that guy that brings that type of stuff. The fighter might be one of my favorite things he's done. He was one of the cornermen? No, and the fighter, he played their dad. Oh yeah, yeah he yeah, yeah, he yeah, played yeah. their dad, and it was that great scene that I loved where they showed up at Christian Bale's at the uh, the like flop house yeah. that he was doing and all the drugs at. And he jumped out the window, and the dad came running around the backyard and grabbed him off the fence and pulled him down. I just love the scene with Mark Wahlberg when he says, "Wait, why are you coming running back here like a silverback gorilla?" <laughs> yeah, he was really great. You, I loved his character of the guy that just had to deal with the two crazy sons and like the the seven insane. He Boston. was the he was the grill cook in breakdown. Uh, was, it, was he the at the oh, diner? Interesting. I don't even remember. I think he was the grill cook, or that is the, a very good possibility. He was in Basic Instinct. Look at some of these. He was movies, one of the cops man. in Basic Instinct. That's for sure. And the doors. Ooh, that's a tough one. He Moneyball. I'm, Moneyball. I think he he worked on the team along with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, 13 Days. Man, did he play someone famous? He, I wonder if he, he must have played someone famous in 13 Days. I wonder if we... Let me try to pull him up He doesn't c- come to immediately to mind, so I know he wasn't one of the main guys. Yeah. He could have been on one of the general staff. All right, let me look. What else we have? He's also born the 4th of July. Yeah, there's a couple like that. Basic Instinct and Born the 4th of July seems to be popping up here several times. Uh, I love 13 Days, man. That's another movie that pe- a lot of people haven't seen. What's the horror show? Oh, the horror show is the one with Brian James, with Lance Henriksen plays the cop, and Brian James is like an axe murderer, and he typical. They, yeah. <laughs> oh man, he plays a good axe murderer. But they electrocute him at the end, uh, beginning of the movie, oh, and remember he, he doesn't die just, right then away. He just travels and it was kind of like shocker. Wires. It was kind of like okay. shocker, and he he would come back, and it was weird, man. It was one of those great serial killer '80s horror movies. Uh, was it the 80s? 89. Yeah, 89. So Jack McGee in 13, because 13 days, if anyone's not know what that Cuban movie that crisis. is, that's a Cuban Missile Crisis and a phenomenal movie. And there's a and lot of I'm famous people I'm pretty sure it was a TV movie. He played, no, it was, uh, it was, it was theatrical. Was it? Yeah. Uh, Jack McGee w- played Richard J. Daly. Now, that's someone you know? Uh, Mayor 
of Chicago was Time Daily and mm. his son and Yeah, so, I wonder if he'd been worked on. No, there. what happened was um JFK was going through the middle of the stuff and JFK was supposed to go meet the mayor in huh. Chicago and they said you can blow him off. And he's like, you don't blow off the mayor of Chicago. And he's like, I'm not going. And then the next scene's him shaking hands with him after he decided Man, to I go. I loved our guy from Happiness playing William McNamara. Oh, yeah. I love him on the ship when uh, yeah. when he's explaining to him yeah. what's going on. <laughs> really great Why movie. are you firing on that yeah, ship? Yeah, why are you firing on that ship? John it's Paul Jones. shot. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> really good. If you haven't seen 13 Days, man, that's one of the ones that goes under your it's, radar, too. I, it's important to know. Yeah, I mean, no that's one a, knows. No one knows how close, close we came. to nuclear war as we've ever come. Yeah. There was one or another other time, and I think they did a documentary about it, where in the Russian, it was all took place in Russia. Mm. There's two guys that were monitoring a station, and it said that there was incoming ICBMs, and they had to go back and forth and say, do we launch or do we not yeah. launch? And they decided not to launch, and it was a computer glitch. But it yeah, was it's, that it's, close. It's very like uh, Crimson Tide type But uh, in stuff. this case, they already had nuclear weapons yeah. in Cuba. Remember ready to go. Uh, the crazy... Um, uh, I remember being scared of the crazy postman. The, the crazy postman from oh, Funny Farm yeah, played yeah, yeah, uh, that yeah. that guy that did the carpet bombing. Yep. Yeah, what the hell was his uh, name? Uh, General LeMay. LeMay. Yeah, LeMay, yeah. yeah. And what were you saying? Remember what? In the 80s? <laughs> scared of nuclear weapons happening. Oh, yeah. I just got that DVD the day after. Oh, that yeah, was a TV movie. That was movie a TV that scared, movie. That scared that the fuck like out of people. probably like 84, 85. Yeah, Jason Robards. It was a TV yeah. movie, and, and they had to continually remind people that this is just a movie during the commercials. because yeah. Not that the Campbell soup ads wouldn't have triggered you in, that this was probably not really happening, but I think people were concerned that there was going to be an, like an Invaders from Mars situation. LeMay is a crazy character, and I don't want to get too far off topic, but... He yeah, they could do a movie he just cut, on him. Oh, easily. Yeah. He cut his teeth in the in the Euro- European front during World War II, yeah. and he was the one that uh, Fog of War talks about when he said that there was eighty percent uh, turnback ratio oh, on yeah. bombers. Yep. And Lemay said, "From now on, I'm in the lead plane every bombing mission. Yeah, no one turns back, and no one turns back without me saying so. And the, if if you did ten missions." You, you had a 1 in 10 chance of dying. So if you flew 10 missions, you almost had a 100% chance of dying. Jesus. And so he was in the lead plane, and then nobody turned back from there on out. And he lived. He didn't and die he in lived. any of them. He lived, so, yeah. and then he was sort of... He was the one that bombed Japan, firebombed Japan, and burned half yeah. of Japan Man, that down before they even that dropped the war nuclear documentary. war. Yeah, it's like, oh, we dropped nuclear bombs on... On Nagasaki and Hiroshima, it's like, man, we were killing that many every night just firebombing. Yeah. It was just that. It was like thousands of firebombs where this was just a one bomb thing. Yeah. People really want to check out the horrors of war. Check out Fog of War. It was an amazing documentary about Robert McNamara. All right. Next guy here. 89 uh, flicks under his belt. Still doing a ton of movies. Not nothing, <laughs> nothing great, but he's still working and he's still pulling in a paycheck. And that's the amazing Armand Desante. Yep. I love Armand Desante, man. He too. has a very striking kind of way of acting and his his delivery. There's two movies that I always go to on this, and that's Hoffa and Judge Dredd. So I go to different movies. Which ones? I go Q and A and American Gangster. Yep. 
I could see American you going Gangster, to... he was great. Yeah, yeah. That movie's great. Like, American Gangster is really movie. great. Hoffa, I loved him as Hoffa, uh, and he played the guy that Hoffa was dealing with in the Italian mob, and he was really great in that. In Judge Dredd, he was so good as the villain, man. There was a lot oh, of villains true. in that movie. Yeah, he was good. But he played the one that had been, like, genetically... Uh, connected with Stallone. He was Stallone's brother and everything, and that's why they were able to set up Stallone because remember they had that gun that imprinted your DNA on the bullet mm -hmm. so they know what judge shot what person. Yeah. But I love when he shows up to like this junkyard where and he wants to reactivate one of those robots and the guy who's... It's like a pawn shop almost and he's... He's about to grab the gun, and the guy's like, whoa, whoa, don't touch that gun, man. That's imprinted to judges. You try to uh, pick that gun up, that will explode in your hand. And then he, he looks at the guy. He does this like weird twinkle with his eye, and, he and then he reaches, it. and he grabs it. And he's like, hey, look at that. I must be a judge. And then shot the guy right in the head. <laughs> and then he lights this thick-ass cigar, and he, he uh, turns he's on that robot. flamboyant and, Oh, God, He man. plays flamboyant. And he, it doesn't always, too. A lot of times he's very subdued, but in Judge Dredd, they just let him off the rails. He moves seamlessly between playing Italian and playing Latino. Yeah. Because in Q&A, he's yeah, he, he played, Latino. Uh, he played Latino, yeah. And American Gangster is full-blown Italian. I loved him in... Uh, there's a couple movies on here that... I don't, don't remember don't Private Benjamin. Yeah, he played the love interest for her. Oh, did he? That they, they started dating, but Unfaithfully Yours, do you remember that? No. Man, you'll remember it here in a second. I'm sure. This was, That was the one where Dudley Moore was oh. trying to figure out the perfect murder to yeah. kill this guy so he could have the girl. Mm -hmm. And you see him. He's like a conductor. I remember he's conducting the orchestra. And while he's doing that, you're seeing Dudley Moore put the pig mask on yeah, and, that's right, that's and right. go into the house. And it's like this intricate... Uh, like break in where he's gonna kill Armand Asante and it goes completely well, and then at the when it comes time to do the thing, everything goes wrong and he ends up putting like the chloroform to his mouth. Dudley Moore, so Dudley Moore has to play the next ten minutes drunk, and he's accidentally falling which was outside. in his wheelhouse. And, oh man, no Dudley one played, Moore played, no one played drunk, drunk better. Than oh yeah, him and the guy from uh, that boxing movie. Which one? He was that? also in Ice Harvest. Uh, oh, Mike Starr. No. Uh, the boxing movie um, Nice Harvest the, uh, With the douchebag in it Digstown Digstown He was the one that played pool Remember? And, and he beat them at pool Oh, Oliver Platt? All the yeah, Oliver Platt he Oh yeah, he does play drunk really well Yeah, he's drunk in a lot of different movies With <laughs> um, Armand Sunday, Lords of Flatbush I, I own it I own that and Paradise Alley So he has a big connection with Stallone Because those are like Stallone's first two movies Lord of Flatbush and Paradise Alley And I just bought Paradise Alley actually I didn't, I've didn't. i heard I about it for I've years it It's a racing movie with no, Stallone in it It's definitely. one of his early ones And Lord of Flatbush was kind of like uh, It was kind of like Happy Days But a little bit more serious More like the Warriors That prophecy, that's the Man Bear Pig one <laughs> The Man Bear Pig yeah. prophecy was in uh, Mambo Kings I remember big time yep. Just because it was, was on, Latin. but it was on um, on demand all the time during the in the what was it was it? like salsa ninety two so yeah right? or mamba yep. dancing fourteen ninety two that was another movie that came out the same time as that Christopher, Christopher Columbus, Columbus. Movie. <laughs> remember it came out the same time as yeah. another Christopher Columbus movie and the, I think the other one was better I don't think this the fourteen ninety two was as good as the other one was J. Uh, who was he in striptease why don't I remember him in striptease was he one of the guys that they were dealing with maybe were uh, Probably he must have been one of the like uh, the mafia guys in that, but yeah, Armando Santi's great man, and it's 
he hasn't done a whole lot of movies recently that that are like high profile, but he still seems to be doing a lot. Uh, probably the most high profile one is American Gangster. Who'd he play in American Gangster? He was the he was the partner that um, Denzel Washington was partnering with in the Italian mob. Oh, okay. So he needed help. And I don't even remember what he probably, he must've looked really good because. Well, remember he, he, he went to Armand DeSante and said, my stuff's better and than yours. Yeah. So you should buy from me and I want this. And like went to his house and just called, called him out. That's right. And then, uh, I need to rewatch that. I've seen it probably two or three times, but it's one of those movies that's so intricate and it's, it's like a close to three hours. So I have to really get a good, get a good watch. I it, just, because just when it, 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 like it doesn't end when he gets caught. Yeah. Like it has that, uh, catch me if you can element mm-hmm. where he yeah where he helps him he out. went to work for the yeah yeah for the government and that's what made and that like, really interesting helped lock up hundreds of people i just you would be happy to some people this. call him a snitch i just watched uh love and mercy the other day oh did loved you like it. it loved it it was great it's one it? of the best john cusack movies i've it's seen it's one of the best time. dual timeline movies yeah too. dual timeline movies and if you don't know what it is it's the brian wilson story and i know i knew, knew i knew fuck I know. all it, about it, brian wilson wasn't it crazy how it was i didn't realize tortured he was and how much he got manipulated elizabeth banks was really good she was Really she good. was really great. But yeah. Paul Dano Paul Dano is on that list. He made me make a list while I'm watching it of like the best actors under 40. Yeah. And him, Jesse Plemons, that Boyd Holbrook from Narcos, these guys are just next level that they can step in with high-end yeah. actors. The guy and that just, played Manson. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Davies? Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy Davies is... I haven't seen him do a lot uh, recently, but he's really good and everything. He was always really good. But Paul Dano, man, and now he's going to get really high profile playing the Riddler in the new Batman uh, thing, and he's perfect for that, man. He's really good. Yeah, Armando Sante. He'll always be Rico to me in Judge Dredd. People shit on that movie. I don't know why, man. That was a fucking fun-ass movie, The people that love it, love it. Yeah, so... That's true. And I love the other one, too, so it's not that... I had a problem with the the mythos being screwed with, but it was just a fun movie in the 90s, I thought. All right, this next guy, Chris Sarandon, man. 38, uh, 38 movies under his belt. Uh, not until probably 20 years after being a fan of him did I realize that it was Susan Sarandon's yeah. brother. <laughs> or cousin. Is it cousin or brother? brother. I think it's brother. He's... Uh... He's in one of your favorite horror movies oh, of all time. That's the movie I go to all the time. 1985. Welcome to Jerry, Fright Jerry Night. Dandridge. He played the head vampire Jerry Dandridge yeah. in Fright Night, man. He's so good in that movie. And Princess Bride is probably where most people know him from. I think a lot of people probably do. A lot of people probably don't realize they know him from Nightmare Before Christmas because he's the voice of Jack when yeah. he's not singing. It's it's Chris Sarandon. When he's singing, it's Danny Elfman. It's very interesting. See, that just goes to show musical theater is only good yeah. if it's dark. And it sounds like him. It it sounds like Chris Sarandon might be the guy singing that, but it's not. It's Danny Elfman. It's very interesting. Dog Day Afternoon is one of my more enjoyable ones that I discovered later in life when I went back and, and was like, holy shit. Chris they Sarandon. Robbed, they robbed the bank. To yeah, Chris Sarandon pay to pay for his sex change. Sex change. And it was really great. And you got to see him in drag in it and everything. And I was like, and that was probably one of the first movies. The that, Sentinel was a good horror uh, movie, too. Sentinel was so good, dude. I rewatched that. And it wasn't like a lot like of blood a year ago. Either, no, right? it was. It was more psychological. Yeah, that guy sitting in the window. Man, that was a good movie. It had like one of those twist endings that you, you should have seen coming, but you didn't. They don't do psychological it. horror that much anymore. Uh, they, I love the Sentinel. I'm going to have to watch that this Halloween. Also in pro, uh, no, wait, I guess Protocol was the first one we had seen him. I was confusing that with the other uh, uh, Goldie Hawn movie, and he was Private the dad, Benjamin, right in Child's Play. Oh no, he was the cop. He was really good was as the cop. the cop. Yep, there was no dad in that one. It was just the mom. Remember, she was oh, the single yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. She was from uh, Star Trek Four. 
the voyage home. She was great in that one. And she was on that seventh heaven show. She ended up marrying that. Uh, she ended up marrying Kevin Yeager, who created Chucky from that movie. Uh, and yeah, he played kind of the love interest, I guess he was the cop, but he would remember he ended up, uh, some great stuff with him. Remember when he showed up at that scene, when they killed the girl from empty nest, do you remember that? When she, when Chucky threw her out the window, Mm -hmm. people forget that first child's play was, was, it was a, it was a big horror movie, man. Yeah. It was a big horror movie. There wasn't as much camp. That, when they got to the Bride of Chucky, oh yeah, I mean that it started getting it became campy. silly and it became funny. But I love the the stuff right before kind of Chucky became visible to all of us and we just got to see him in shadows and everything and we got to see Andy like kind of talking to himself, we're not realizing what it was, but when Chris Sarandon showed up at the house after, damn, I can't remember her name, I just know her as the Empty Nest Girl, Madoff, I think it's Dana, Dana Madoff, gets thrown out the window, and you get to see uh, Andy's, Andy's like, uh, he's in like the later ones now that they're doing, like the little kid is growing up playing Andy again, <laughs> which is kind of interesting, but when Chris Sarandon sees the footprints on the counter, in the flower, mm-hmm. and he's like, what, what do you got on your feet there, Andy? And he says, oh, these are my my good uh, guy PJs and everything. Ah, oh, he says, oh, look at that. And he's looking at me, and the mom's like, what are you suggesting? I said, I'm not suggesting anything. I just see little footprints on the, on the fucking thing, and uh, she just flew out the window. So I loved him in that, man. It's no monkey shine. I mean, he wouldn't believe it until the very end. Remember, he was like, Chucky had no head, like one arm, and he was still reaching for Chris around. He wouldn't believe it either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other movies just cause Clinton. that was uh, was that the one with the James Bond yeah Sean Connery Sean Connery yeah that was one down that was in the bayou it right? was filmed here oh was it here yeah it was filmed, part of it was filmed in Gainesville and surrounding areas yeah, and, yeah um, uh, Brian Brown was mm, it in it or uh, no the guy from uh, damn the guy from Deep Cover the black guy from Deep Cover was oh yeah it? I think he, Lawrence Fishburne was in yeah. it too yeah uh, Bordello of Blood I don't even know why I put down on there Chris Aranis would probably wish vampire? I had that <laughs> probably Chris Aranis probably he play a vampire uh, I don't even know. I watched it once, and I'm a huge Tales from the Crypt guy, but man, Bordello Blood was horrible. When, you, when you've got Corey Feldman hold, uh, carrying the movie, like later Corey Feldman do, it's not going to go well for you. Yeah, budget wasn't that worried. I also put Collision Course on here, 89. No one knows that movie but me. That was the um, Pat Morita, Jay Leno cop movie. Oh, there's a... <laughs> they were like there's partners. A there's a winner. Jay Leno as the lead cop opposite Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi, in like that this. That sounds like someone said, hey, put 50 of the craziest names in oh a hat, and we're going to pull two out. Yep. It was actually a lot more enjoyable than you think it was, but <laughs> it was it was still what I it was. to listen to Jay Leno for 90 minutes? That would be tough. Yeah, man. People forget his old stand-up comedy and everything. You see, like, video of his this? old... You hear about this? Yeah. He <laughs> used to, like, go die hard down there at the comedy store, too, yeah. apparently. He was there, like, all week long before he kind of, like, got that Tonight Show gig. All right. Who we got here? Clarence Williams the third. What part Samson of Simpson? <laughs> Samson Simpson. What part of Jamaica? <laughs> By the beach. We. <laughs> 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 I mean, he got, he got famous for the Mod Squad. I'm on on TV. That's where he was. He played Link in the Mod Squad. But we know him from a whole slew of movies on here. Yeah. I love him. In I'm gonna get you, sucker. Yeah. Uh, Mania. Purple Rainy was his dad, right? Uh, did, did, like belittled man, didn't beat him. I think so. I haven't seen I'm Purple Rain in so long. Percent sure. He was great, an American gangster. He I was, loved him in Tales he, from the Dark Side. He was yep. so good. Man. He was uh, Denzel Washington's like mentor. 
Yeah, and, Bumpy and Johnson. Bumpy he played Johnson. Bumpy Johnson in the, the opening of American Gangster, man. It was great that he was able to come in and do that. And the Butler. The Butler was one of those great movies. That, you know what? I've never seen that movie. The Butler? And I hear great oh, things about it's it. It's great, man. It's like it goes through. There's a lot of famous actors playing presidents because it's it takes place in the White House. Mm-hmm. And you get to see John Cusack is playing Nixon. Or Johnson. Was it no, Nixon? Johnson. Liv Schreiber plays Johnson. He's like shitting on the on the toilet with the with yeah, the door open, like talking, talking to people to yeah. and everything. Uh, and Alan Rickman played Reagan, really mm-hmm. good uh, in that. And yeah, the Butler was great. I lent it to mom, and she loved it. I think she watched it twice. It was really, really good. You should definitely check that out. Uh, other movies: Clarence William Third. I, I think probably in most of the current generation, Half Baked is probably what people know him from. You know, I loved him in Deep Cover. I really, really enjoyed him in Deep Cover. He played that cop who was deeply religious. Mm -hmm. Remember, he was constantly trying to kind of convert Lawrence Fishburne, but Lawrence Fishburne could not tell him that he also was a cop. I think at the very end where Clarence Williams uh, gets shot and he's on the ground bleeding to death, I think... Uh, Lawrence Fishburne tells him. I think because I remember he calls. He's got an officer down and this and that, and he realizes that's the the story of being deep undercover man. You can't reveal who it is. So he had to like pretend to be a thug through that whole movie, and it was uh, really good. I felt bad for Clarence Williams. He like was holding his cross out at the end with one hand and his gun with the other, and come with me, son. Uh, I loved him in Tales on the Dark Side, though. He was the one that basically told those three stories, and then he was part of one of the stories, though. Remember, he worked at the, um, what do they call it? The uh, Not the cemetery, the mortuary, and he had those three thugs come in, and then it was revealed at the very end when they... Uh, undid the background and Clarence Williams uh, was like Satan himself and he had the horns and everything and he had big wings and he still had that gap in his teeth and everything. It was really <laughs> funny. Uh, so yeah, I loved him in that. General's Daughter I watched once but I do not remember it. That's the John Travolta one. The yeah. General's Daughter, you remember that? I do. Uh, Hoodlum. Hoodlum I watched recently. I really enjoyed it. I liked that with Tim Roth. Uh, Maniac Cop 2 is one of my favorite horror sequels. I love Maniac Cop, but not as much as I love Maniac Cop 2, man. Maniac Cop 2 is so great. You could do a bunch of those now. Shit, yeah, man. As many Maniac Cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that guy was a little different, man. He was a little deformed and shit. Uh, I'm going to get you, Sucka. He was so great. He was in the scene where uh, when they were talking about getting the medals. Yeah. yeah. I, I got, got that this one for one. typing. I got this one for surfing. <laughs> I, I get this, this one, one for, for shorthand. <laughs> How'd you lose your eye? Paper cup fight. <laughs> Went across the room there. The greatest. It's Chris Rock's greatest role. Oh, yeah. I think about that scene often. Just give me one rib. How much are your ribs? They're My- six bucks. <laughs> one, they're a dollar a rib. Just give me one. You got change for a hundred? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and Isaac Hayes went opposite each other. OG, I, man. And I love fucking, uh, I'm going to get you, sucker. Uh, I've got a slated, I've got it for me and Justin. We're going to do a uh, uh, Jim Abrams and Zucker Brothers pod, which includes like all the airplanes, the naked guns, mm. the scary movie four and three and four. They didn't do the first two. The first two were the Keenan brothers. Are uh, the uh, Wayans brothers? <laughs> all right, this next actor here, I've always loved this guy from the first movie on here all the way. Well, I didn't see that last one, but <laughs> uh, seventy-eight flicks under his belt, and this is the great Anthony Lapaglia. 
who ended up, he went to TV at some point and got really famous on that uh, Without a Trace show, yeah, which was based on the Judd Hirsch movie where he was just, they were just searching for missing uh, children. And I, I dated a girl who was obsessed with it. She watched it. I wa- ended up watching the first season with her and it was good. Uh, but Anthony Lopaglia was a completely different guy. Hmm. I mean, he was super serious. When we used to watch Anthony Lopaglia back in the day, I mean, he was like, he was just the comedy element of movies He's in and your stuff. favorite movie. One of my my favorite my favorite comedy of all time. So I married an ex murder. Do you ever hang on to that little thing? You know, yeah. oh, I always uh, wanted to hang, always wanted to hang on that little thing with the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you yell at me once in a while? Just like, hey. One of my favorite true story holiday movies of all oh, time yeah. is Twenty Ninth Street. Yeah, man, great. he plays Frank Pesh, opposite the real Frank Pesh who played his brother in the, the movie. Cra- the craziest story. Yep, about is, the guy and, who won the first New York State lottery. Yeah, but his whole life was like. Something bad would happen to him, but because it happened to him, it something good. I remember he got stabbed for dating somebody. He had that, the the best luck or the worst luck ever. I hear scratch scratch kitten. Nope. All right. A lot of kitten wrangling going on during this pod. <laughs> I know, man. This is a, we don't get this stuff when we film outdoors. <laughs> All right, where were we? Anthony Lapaglia, man. Anthony Lapaglia. Uh, Betsy's wedding. Do you remember Betsy's I wedding? Do. It I was do. funny, man. With that, Alan, uh, uh, Alan Alda, not, Joe Pesci was Kathleen in it. Kathleen Turner, no. No, Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. It was all about her getting married, and I'm pretty sure she was getting married to Anthony LaPaglia, and it was just all the crazy stuff that happened, and Joe... It was one of the first Joe Pesci movies. Uh, Mariel's Wedding. Yeah, that's the girl from uh, Six Mary Lou. No. One Good Cop. Do you remember One Good Cop? That's someone with Michael Keaton, where Michael Keaton's partner got killed in the line of duty. 91. Uh, 91. Yeah, his his partner got killed in the line of duty, and he got left his children. And so he had to, like, raise his partner's kids. And we're like, holy shit. So deep. They better have it. Yeah, 29th deep. Street, if you want to find a random, that's a rare one. It's going to be really high, hard 91. to find. Uh, 92, though, that Whispers in the Dark, that was one of my favorite movies that uh, with Annabelle Sciorra, Alan uh, Alda, who else was in it? Jamie Sheridan was in it, and Anthony LaPaglia, man. And that was a crazy good thriller. Tell you, 90s had some good thrillers, man. The, the, Innocent Blood. Innocent Blood was great with Anthony LaPaglia. The um, Salton Sea. Yeah. Was a crazy. That was movie. a weird movie, man. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio's stuff was yeah, entertaining was, enough to watch, and you don't even have yeah. to see the rest of the movie. They could have done a whole movie just about yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio's character. It was just so weird. He played Pooh Bear, who didn't have a nose. He had a fake he, nose because he, he had, did too much meth or something. Yeah, too much blow or something, and he just That's rotted his <laughs> rotted his nose away. I guess that was the story in the movie, at least. So sometimes he would have his fake plastic nose on, and sometimes he would just take it off, yeah. and it was creepy as hell. But he was like conspiratorial he remember he did yeah. the, he was reenacting the jfk <laughs> yeah, assassinations pigeons. using pigeons <laughs> that's funny as hell man it was wild uh empire records i loved anthony lapagli in that he was the one who, who ran the record store oh, was he? I remember the cory uh uh rory cochran who's the he got famous for um uh, what was that? Days confused. Mm-hmm. He was the hey man, you cool. Yeah. And then he later he later went and did some major stuff in like Black Mass, and he was awesome yeah. in Black Mass. He, he was his he was the second guy, man. man. Yeah, he gained the one who killed his girl. Like, yeah, the, what's his name? Killed his girlfriend. Yep, man, he was really good in that. But uh, in Empire Records, yeah, he ran the store and remember that kid screwed the store out and went to Vegas, took all the money and went to like Atlantic City and blew all the money, so they had to like. Try to the whole movie. That's just one of those fun '90s movies that I just love to have on the, the soundtrack. Was pretty, 
Oh, it was so good. It was a great soundtrack. Uh, other movies on here, uh, Summer of Sam. You know, I do not remember Anthony LaPaglia from Road to Perdition. To Save my life. Road to Perdition. The Tom Hanks one? Yep. That's I'm so crazy. I'm, I'm, you would think I would know him because I've always been a big Anthony LaPaglia fan, but I cannot pinpoint. It must have been a tiny role. I mean, that's it all I can think. Been. He, he could have been part of... Uh, he could have been part of... Who's the guy that makes the salad dressing? <laughs> Paul Newman? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy. The salad the dressing salad guy. Dressing guy. <laughs> he could have been part of his crew. Uh, or the crew of the guy you who... You can't go to a store without seeing that guy's yeah. face. In or the guy from Munich. Uh, it could have been on his crew. Because remember, he gets killed oh, at the yeah, beginning right. of the movie. Uh, yeah, we kind of glanced over... Um, Innocent Blood, though, and I loved Innocent Blood. That's that rare. That's the one with the French girl from La Femme Nikita mm-hmm. playing the vampire. Oh, yeah. Weird movie done by John Landis. Some of the best special effects, though, for vampires. Uh, remember there was that great scene with Alan, uh, no, what's the, Don Rickles becomes the vampire in the hospital room, and the nurse opens the window with the and he's with the sunlight and no he's like behind her in the in the hospital oh, yeah. and then when the sunlight hits him it just explodes it like they do some weird effect where it looks like he's glowing from the inside out oh, yeah. and then suddenly explodes nice. they did some crazy stuff with the eyes too uh i love that innocent blood man that's one of those weird ones uh that you completely forget about all right two more actors on this list one of, one of them's probably got the most impressive filmography that i've ever seen you and liked him so much he double spaced his his i went crazy man i had to fit him on here man i want to that happens on one of our character actors list every time that i i just am so impressed and i might just have to l- read that list off but before we get to him f murray abraham six, 69 movies man a lot of stuff i remember f murray abraham from where where do you go when you think f murray abraham um it ain't loaded weapon one i mean scarface is. is probably yeah, I love him. I picture him like laughing in the car. He's the one they hung out the helicopter, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They threw him out. He was pissed because Tony was going over going his around him. To the Colombians. Yep. And speaking when he wasn't supposed to be spoken to. I love him in Amadeus. Amadeus, he played the his like rival where that was trying to yep. basically kill uh Tom Hulse the whole thing. One of the my favorite roles with him is an innocent man. He was the one that taught Tom Selleck how to survive in prison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah, was like, yeah, ain't yeah. life a motherfucker. He, <laughs> he surviving so the game, he was great. Oh, he was so good. He had his son with him? Yeah. Oh, man, and his son didn't want to like do it? It's like a bonding experience by killing another yeah, human tell being. Tell us what surviving the game surviving is. Surviving like. the game is iced tea. Yeah. And uh, also had... Um, who's Charles the big black Dutton. guy? Charles S. Dutton. Yeah. He's the one who recruits So it, a whole character... Movie full of character Rutger actors. Hauer. Rutger Hauer, who's great. Who's the crazy one from Lethal Weapon? Uh, so, um, the really crazy one now. Ah, uh, Busey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Busey's crazy. They um. So it's a bunch of rich, entitled people that, on the face, you think that they're taking iced tea off the street, yeah. and helping him out and getting him off his. Back on his yeah. feet, take him to a hunting expedition. Him, yeah, and then it was gonna they were gonna do a bunch of things for him, help him out. So he was like, "Sure." So I get they get there, and he's like, "Don't they have dinner with him that yeah. first night?" Yeah, and then they wake him up in the morning, and you're re- learning this as the audience is yeah. the audience is learning this as they as you Ice T re- learns as it. Ice yeah. T learns it. All of a sudden, they're like. 
Didn't they say we'll give you a two-hour head start? Yeah, he says, we're hunting. We are hunting out here, but we're hunting you. And, and we're you have two hours. You have two hours, and then we're going to come after you. Or maybe an hour. Maybe it's generous as two hours. They just don't realize Ice-T is kind of a badass, and it just systematically starts taking him out. Yeah. F. Murray Abraham's Very Rambo-esque, sort of. But yeah. With a, with a, with a, not, what's, uh, surviving the game. Not, I mean, not, uh, what's, it's based on that movie where the, the Zodiac Killer liked. Oh, where he hunted humans on the island. Yeah, yeah, People yeah, would get yeah, shipwrecked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor Zago, or no, I know what's the name of the character. About. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But it's sort of based on that. Yeah. It was like the the it's dangerous really game clever. is the name of the even that. Uh, I think uh, is it the dangerous game is the name of the book. Dangerous game. That is the, that. Yeah, there is that. The Zodiac too. Killer read. Yeah, that inspired him to kill. Yeah, and they've done this before too. There was that movie. Um, of the girl getting married and the family hunting her, uh, they have like twelve hours to hunt her in the mansion and everything. It was it was clever that I can't remember. Justin had uh, Family Guy did it too. Did they do it too? Uh, but yeah, he was great in that. He, that one character was it set it apart so differently from the other characters in Surviving the Game because he had his son there and he was really excited for his son to be into it and his son was not into it like his dad was. Yeah, and it, it made him really feel bad. Uh, but in Innocent Man, he was great, man. That was such a great movie because we saw Tom Selleck unjustly go to jail. Two cops set him up, and he had to go to jail, and he was green. I mean, luckily, he's a big dude, so that was the only thing that helped him. Gene? But he was remembered... Uh, I. F. Murray Abraham saved his life in the yard because remember Tom Selleck was like walking towards somebody yeah. who needed help and everything, and F. Murray mm-hmm. Abraham like tackled him to the ground before the cop or the guards could shoot him. And he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, dude?" He says, "You need to wake up and realize what's going on around you if you want to survive this place." And then he says, "You come to me when you when you want to learn how to uh, survive." And then he ends up going to him and he teaches him, man. And he because Tom Selleck keeps getting fucked with by that Bruce A. Young guy. And he's like, you're going to have to kill him. He, and F. Murray Abrams, I can show you how to do it. He says, we're going to make a piece of glass for you. Go break, into the bathroom, p- put it in his belly and break it off. And then you put the piece of glass down the uh, the drain and then we're good to go. And uh, he did it, man. It was awesome. So great. Had one of the most satisfying endings in, uh, ever is when the, because uh, it was a lot that dealt with, with him getting out of prison. It wasn't mm-hmm. just a complete prison movie. But those two shady ass cops ended up going to prison. They they end up you get to see them walking in prison with their folded clothes and shit, and people yelling at them. They don't put. And then you see F. Murray Abraham up at the top, and and he says that finally line. He says, "Ain't life a motherfucker?" (laughs) (laughs) Really good. Uh, I loved him in Mobsters. He was like the good thing about Mobsters. That was the their Richard Grieco, Christian Slater. They were they they played Meyer Lansky and everything, but he played the like seasoned guy that was showing them the rope so he was really good in that way he he played a great star trek villain in star trek insurrection uh in 13 ghosts he was the guy who who ran the uh that crazy house uh he was great in that uh what else we got here serpico i don't remember him in serpico man he must be really young in serpico and all the president's men's not until scarface did he ever come on my radar for sure and then Amadeus, I loved him on. I, we didn't even mention the name of the Rose. The name of the Rose, he might have played one of the most evil characters ever. That's the Sean Connery one where he's he goes to the, the monastery. Irish. But this was this was during the Spanish Inquisition. Okay. And F. Murray Abraham played like the Inquisitor for the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, they don't have great reputations. Those no, guys. and <laughs> Sean Connery, I guess, had 
four days to figure out who is doing all the killings at the monastery. And if, if he can't figure out in four days, F. Murray Abraham's going to show up. And he did. And just the way he looked, he had some crazy contacts in his head. And he was ruthless. He was like, burn everyone at the stake, <laughs> basically. And they just started burning people. They were like, holy crap. Uh, Cadence, I haven't seen Cadence in forever, and I own it, and I have to rewatch it. If we're going to do a Lawrence Fishburne pod one of these days. Is that the one where they were in Mississippi in the, yeah. in the military they're prison? The, they're singing the chain gang songs. Military prison? Yep, and uh, Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen had the Martin Sheen was the dad. Was he had the, the eight ball tattoos on his hand. Yep, yep. And okay. Martin Sheen was the, we watched the main guy. We watched that a lot that yeah, year it was, when it came out. It was a HBO Showtime classic yeah. for sure. Loaded Weapon 1, Last Action Hero, Mimic. Mimic was a good one. Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel in 2014, and even that Robin Hood in 2018. Man. I, I never saw the new I Robin Hood. Yeah. All right. All right, this last dude here, man. This is going to be. I could read his name. Alan Graff. My Alan... eyes are failing me at the end of this podcast. <laughs> Alan Graff, 57 movies. I have 30 movies listed here for him, and they are some of the biggest movies of all time listed here, and it's insane. And I could tell you of the entire list, and I've seen him and everyone. If you Who pull is he up... in Bruce's Million? Uh,. That's that's a difficult win, thing with Alan Graff because Who's a lot his of most times famous thing. I what I remember him the most from is Boogie Nights. He was in the donut shop when uh, the guy was robbing it, and John Cheadle was in there buying Show me donuts. A of him. Uh, He's done to way too many movies for me not to know his face. Oh anymore. man, you know Alan Graff. He's the one who teaches the uh, the football. He used to be the football player. Uh, yeah, we talked about him the other day. Yeah, we talked about him the other day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But he's definitely. Do you a remember? Character. Oh man. I mean, he is in so much. Almost some of these. Sometimes he doesn't even get too many. Well, in Boogie roles. Nights. So at the end of the movie, where where it's going to shit for everyone, and Don Cheadle has got his pregnant wife outside, mm-hmm. and he goes into the donut shop, and someone comes in to rob the donut yeah. shop, and Don Cheadle is just like, "Give him the money and everything." And you look over, and Alan Graff is in one of the booths with a Field and Stream magazine yeah. and like a camo yeah, hat, yeah, yeah. and he takes his gun out and he shoots the guy, and then the guy. Uh, shoots Alan Graff and then another bullet goes and it's like it's like a ricochet by three different guns and everyone dies in the donut except shop him. except for Don Cheadle and Don Cheadle grabs the money and walks out it's one of my favorite Alan Graff uh, roles I loved him in another 48 hours he played the bus driver that gets shot I think he gets killed in almost all these men yeah he's his uh, he played one of the neighbors in Poltergeist he was really good so let me name these movies off here because this is going to blow people's minds here alright so these Born. are these are all the movies Alan Graff has been in just playing character actors from like truck driver to like garbage man to just blue collared worker and everything and he's so great so we got high anxiety heaven can wait southern comfort poltergeist brewster's millions over the top extreme prejudice robocop real men the presidio Red Heat, Johnny Handsome, Flashback, Total Recall, Another 48 Hours, The Doors, Necessary Roughness, Universal Soldier, Nowhere to Run, The Specialist, Last Man Standing, L.A. Confidential, Boogie Nights, The Limey, Magnolia, Any Given Sunday, The Replacements, 13 Days, Beer Fest, and Bombshell. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Did he have that? He had a big gap there between 29 and 30. Did where where is this? Well, he, did, did for a while there, or yeah, he, there, he there was a lot I didn't put on there. But he probably was a technical advisor. For he him. did a lot. Like uh, we he had mentioned before, college football. Yeah, he was on the undefeated, the one Dolphins? undefeated. No, not, no the college, college collegiate uh, undefeated team for uh, maybe it was USC. I'm not sure, but he was a big football guy. And at some point, 
later in life, he became like the technical advisor. On I know he was the technical advisor for any given Sunday and the replacements. He probably was for Necessary Roughness, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I think he was the opposing coach in Necessary Roughness, too. And so he, you get to see him a lot on the field, man. And he's just, he's just, when I think character actors, this is the guy you think of. You know, you've seen him just, he gets no love, you know? No one knows Alan Graff unless you're really deeply a, a big movie fan. Unless you pull his picture up, I'm, I'm I sure you recognize I bet him. his, uh, I bet his den with photos of him with other actors is oh, probably got to be the most impressive this is the guy that needs to write the book, man. He has worked with yeah. some of the best actors of all time. I mean, Stallone and Van Damme, and I mean, you can't even name half these people. I really am not sure who he plays in half of these movies just because there's so many in here, like Robocop. I mean, he almost always would play a blue-collared guy, a villain, or a cop. You know, it's just you can easily blend yourself in there as a character actor. Uh, do you remember Real Men, 1987's Real Men? Mm. That was the one with James Bellucci and John Ritter. And John Ritter thought that they were aliens, and he was speaking to aliens. It was a weird movie. Man. I don't. Not many people remember Real Men. It's one of Eric's favorites. Same with Flashback. Do you remember Flashback? That's the one with Kiefer Sullivan yes. and uh, Dennis Hopper. Oh. And Dennis Hopper is playing that like hippie hippie guy that's being transferred by the FBI, and at some point on the train, he switches identities with Kiefer mm-hmm. Sullivan. And Dennis Hopper shaves his thick beard and his hair and everything. And he looks like an FBI agent, and he just switches identities with him. It's a fun ass movie, man. And he was in the original. Alan Graff was in the original Total Recall. I think he's on that crew of the uh, guys that work at the like gravel pit mm-hmm. with. Um, with Schwarzenegger remember when he actually gets the implant and everything and then at one guy he works with says you you talked about uh you talked about Mars you, should, you and he's like I've never been to Mars and then he takes him in the alley and they're about to kill him and then he gets killed so Alan Graff dies at that point he dies a lot dies a lot man Universal Soldiers yeah The Doors The Doors might be the one of the big repeat movies that we have on this list mm-hmm he must have been shot in like half of these movies. I mean, you think Last Man Standing, he definitely got shot. Uh, Boogie Nights definitely got shot. The Limey, I don't think a lot of people know The Limey. Limey's a good movie, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, Terrence Stamp. I think I had mentioned it when we did our Superman pod because we were talking to Terrence Stamp. The Replacements, too. People forget about how great of a football movie that actually was. Now, I've never seen Beer Fest. I've seen parts of it, but I never actually watched it. It's the same the guys thing. that do... Um... Yeah. I, I didn't like it as much. Rich, uh, um, what is it? Super Troopers. Super Troopers. Yeah. Broken Lizard. And Bombshell. I'm not sure who he plays in Bombshell. I think he plays a bodyguard in a lot of movies too, yeah. man. Yeah. Alan Graff. Definitely look him up and give him some love. I'm not sure if he's on social media or not, but I might hit him up later. What up, Alan? Well, there he is. Tell me some stories. Like you said, he he's probably the guy that you want to have a beer with, yeah. you know, and say, it's all like, right, uh, tell me. I remember me having to run around finding cocaine for so Residuals, so. just the residuals on those movies and everything. It, it's Do they go really... down that far on the list, though? The, the bus driver get residuals? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear like the, 10 cents per movie. For... I hear the Kevin Smith's friends who were in Mallrats with that one line, mm-hmm. they still say they get like $6 a month. They'll get they'll get checks from Mallrats. Yeah, so they, if you, you have a lot a Star- of those. You can get a Starbucks coffee for that. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. But if you have like a hundred of those movies, and uh, there's a lot of people that they can just live on those residual checks and everything. It's it's one of those interesting lives. Ain't no Seinfeld money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Knight's raking it in, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. We 
<laughs> what is it called when they go uh, when you get a hundred episodes or something? The syndication? syndication. Yeah, once you go into syndication, yeah, that's then what they play twenty four seven. That's like Kevin James hasn't had to do shit. I mean, they they play Pat King Oswald of Queens doesn't have to do shit. Yeah, and because of King of Queens, yeah. also they play <laughs> King of Queens probably seven eight times a day, and they just are raking it in every time you pay. You play it. He, Pat Oswald does a great stand up where he, he one day on one of his shows when he was younger, someone came up and said, "I'm a escort uh, madam at an escort service. Would yeah. you like to have a girl come to your room tomorrow?" And he's like. Like I worshipped some authors that used to get a lot of prostitutes. So he's like, "Yeah, come on up." And he, they said when she showed up, he got cold feet, and he went downstairs and said, "Let's have lunch first, and then we'll go." And he said halfway through lunch, he just paid her all the money and left. And he's like, "He's like, and King of Queens is on every day. I know she sees that, and it's like I almost had sex with that dude." My God, I think of that too. You know, where <clears throat> these weird uh, kind of meetings, chance meetings, people have with actors, and then yeah, have to see them they all hit the time. It. And that, that's what they live on all the time. Yeah. I remember the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, residuals, man. I want residuals. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I served Michael J. Fox an RB sandwich in Gainesville when he was here. <laughs> awesome yeah so that's a, that's the character actors pod for this week we're definitely going to do some more it's it's these are it's weird looking at some of these uh, actors we just talked about and how we had done like eight of these without and just now getting to tim curry and armand asante and people like that you know it's it's weird like i was in south beach having lunch and the restaurants there are right they have outdoor seating right in the mm-hmm. main district and i was just eating my sandwich with my girl and kuba gooding jr is walking yeah. down the street and i'm like cool he's like <laughs> it just shot me the double fingers. Yeah, like, you're That's the man. Funny man. And he kept walking. And that must just happen all the time. People in California, they just yeah. it happens so often that you don't even think about it. Because I'm the type of guy that will recognize like these character actors there and everything. Or I loved you on the the Sprint commercial. You were so. I good. try not to dork out every once in a while when I get to meet him. Like when yeah. I hung out with Joaquin Phoenix, I didn't like. I didn't like tell him how awesome he was. Or no, I think that's what most people don't want you to talk no. about the business to. Plus, him. he's from here. He yeah. just wants to come back and relax yeah. and go out and have a drink. And yeah, that's what it is really because I think that no one wants to hear about this or hey, you know, I have a script. Maybe you are interested in yeah. reading it. Like, fuck no, come on, man, don't do that. To Put these it poor in bastards. the pile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so the next couple of weeks we got some really great ones. Next week, me and Justin are going to do stoner comedies. Week after that, me you got to do a lot of research for that. <laughs> no, one. what the hell? Not, some of these movies, I I don't even have to watch like half baked. I mean, I'll watch because it's fun, but I've seen it so many times. Uh, Harold and Kumar is one that I have to rewatch. I've only seen it like two or three times. <laughs> I just sometimes I'll go and put on um, when he talks about killers background. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When he, you really he had to gotta, fight his brother Niles, man. He's like, no, I nibbles, won't. nibbles. No, I won't do it. I won't do it. <laughs> they oh, show the funny. dog smoking crack, yeah, yeah. like with the little puppet hands. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Yeah, so we're gonna me and Justin gonna do that. Then me and David gonna do some Samuel Jackson because we're sick of these motherfucking snakes on this plane. I don't have to watch a whole lot of. No, there's not a lot of research. And there's some obscure ones that I liked that other people didn't like, like Black Sick Moan. I liked that movie. Yeah, it's weird. It was, it was a, a weird, weird movie, one, but it was good. But yeah. I liked it. So we're gonna be talking to Samuel Jackson, and then uh, let me look at my list here. The uh, he does a commercial for a video game, where his video game character is standing on the edge of this thing, and he's like rallying all the other video game characters, and then the big shark comes up and eats his. Oh, video that's game funny! As like a tribute to. I haven't seen that uh, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Uh, so yeah, then after Samuel Jackson. Uh, me and Justin are going to do the Terminator franchise. Then I'm going to go up north, and I'm going to do an, another horror one with my cousin. I think we're going to do slasher flicks. 
we were going to do a Godzilla, but it was just going to take so much damn research. Then me and Dave are going to do a really fun one. The man. golf one. This man the versus golf pod, the best golf golf one. No. Man versus nature, man. That's going to be man actually a really nature. exciting. Oh, okay. So That's like really uh, Alec Baldwin That's, and yeah, look at that the list. Bear. That's the list for you right there. Sneak preview for you all yep, for your eyes only. On the list. It's really good. Yeah. You got to say, yeah, you got to talk about the edge, man. There's some really good ones there too that we haven't talked about. And ones that we need to. I revisit. wonder how they they must. I know they have stunt bears, but stunt grizzly bears are. Oh, well, on the edge, they use the real bear. At least in The Revenant, it was just a guy in a freaking green suit. There was nothing there. There was no bear. Yeah, but there was... In, but the, in, in The Edge, there was a fucking bear there. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you had to go old school. You had to bring that guy in. What's the... what's What was the... There was a uh, there was a famous movie bear named Bart that yeah. uh, he was on uh, the Great Outdoors. That was the bear That's that the they used. That's the movie I was thinking about. Yep, Great Outdoors. They used the, him several times. The movie that had the most technical snafus that made it into uh, the film definitely for for my eyes that i caught there was some bad ones in that movie man <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, they were like how much is how long is the editing going to take two months i need it in six days like we can see the trainer stick at the bottom of the screen ah fuck it leave it in <laughs> that could be anything you don't know what that is <laughs> Oh, ridiculous. So, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, shoot us an email, fascinatingwithfilms at gmail.com. You can also visit us at our Facebook page where you can see all the pictures we post for the week of all the kind of movies we're going to be talking about. You can also leave us a like or a comment on our two platforms, SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate that. But, yeah, until next week with me and Justin, see ya. Later. I'm going to run you over when I come back down.